Today's reading from Matthew's Gospel begins the great teaching section we call the Sermon on the Mount. It's called this because Jesus goes up a mountain to teach and his disciples come up to listen to him. And his position on the mountain is no accident. Jesus clearly is presenting himself as a teacher like Moses, to whom God gave the Jewish law on Mount Sinai. And what Jesus gives us here is a series of blessings, and they are among the best known and most often quoted passages in all of scripture. Known as the Beatitudes, these blessings are often seen as a summary of what is central to our Christian faith. And since blessed means truly happy, these teachings promise to show us how to live a truly happy life. Yet if we engage these familiar teachings with the seriousness they deserve, probably the first thing that overcomes us is that we start to feel perplexed and discouraged. Because the central teachings here are not rules to follow, not some kind of how-to that we could follow for living a happy life. No. What Jesus presses upon us here are not pointers or guidelines, but inner attitudes that are worthy of God's blessing. Inner attitudes, thoughts, emotions, feelings, self-image. And so he pushes us to ask ourselves honestly, do our inner selves, our true selves, look anything like this? Like what? We should be poor in spirit, not full of ourselves, not blowing our own little concerns way out of proportion, but completely aware of how small and vulnerable we are in this whole scheme of things. Hmm. And besides this, we should be clean of heart, an expression Jesus borrows from the Old Testament Psalms, where it means something like being a clean window. People around us could look into our insides and not have to see the resentments and prejudices, the petty desires, perhaps even the hatred and envy that we try so hard to hide. Instead, people would look through that clean window and see goodwill and sound judgment that express themselves in an open and upright character, in charity and peacemaking and fair dealing. Okay, and then we should be merciful even to people who disrespect us or hurt us, sometimes in really ugly ways, and also to people who simply push our buttons and drive us crazy. Merciful and generous and self-giving, not just when it's easy, but when it's hard. Yes.
well, a tall order. And finally, we should be filled with a desire for righteousness. Not the usual desire to protect ourselves from hurt and unpleasantness. Not the, de not the desire we usually have to get the most out of life that we can, but a deep need for the world to be a fair place, a flourishing place for everyone. A need so deep that we could say with Jesus that we hunger and thirst after righteousness. And if we really had such a hunger and such a thirst, we would always act justly, would, would be ready to risk resentment and criticism and even ostracism to bring this about around us. Wow. These inner attitudes that Jesus holds out in his teaching, being poor in spirit and merciful and clean in heart and deeply committed to justice, would express themselves in a different kind of life than the life we know every day. If we all had hearts and characters like this, we would be in God's kingdom. We would be living the kind of just and loving life together that deep down we truly desire. And that is why Jesus' teaching here so easily leaves us discouraged. If we take an honest and sober look into ourselves, we realize that this beautiful reality is very far away. Some days, it just seems like a dream. And in fact, there is a line of interpretation about these Beatitudes that expresses that discouragement. According to this view, the Beatitudes are not for ordinary folks like you and me, but only for people in monasteries who pray constantly and live under strict rules. For the rest of us, there are the Ten Commandments to help us clean up our behavior, to avoid stealing and gross sins like that. These blessings, then, would be too hard for most of us. And yet, Jesus weaves these moral teachings together with another kind of blessing that shows an all-powerful God at work on our behalf, a God who makes it possible truly to live those teachings. Do we mourn our weakness and blindness? Blessed are those who mourn, Jesus says. And here he speaks in what is called a divine passive, a mode of expression used by pious Jews so as not to have to pronounce even the name of the Most High God, who is the true source of blessings. And so he says, blessed are they. But what Jesus points to here is, God heaps his blessings on those who mourn, who are discouraged and even hopeless. Blessed too are the meek. 
God pours his blessings on us when we are weak and feel powerless, especially when we are weak and powerless and less prone, therefore, to shut God out and rely instead on ourselves. So how does God pour these blessings on us? Well, truly, I think we all know the answer. By giving us his body and blood to nourish and strengthen us. By sending us his spirit in the sacraments. In the beauty of his creation, which draws us to him. In the consolations of prayer. Through the kindness of others who are vehicles of God's grace. So many helps so many sources of strength. And God blesses us right here today by teaching us how to live, what the truly blessed and happy life is for all of us. Such a life of mercy, purity of heart, peace, justice, all this may be far away but it's the real thing. Every other version of happiness is just partial, whether it's ease or safety or getting affirmation or admiration from other people or success or pleasure. All good in themselves, but none of them constitutes true happiness. Each is somehow incomplete, each in the end will leave us hanging when things just happen and we stumble and fall. Jesus points to real blessedness, real happiness. It may seem far away like a light shining in the distance on a dark night. And we are only in that light in heaven but we have a sure and certain goal in Jesus's teaching, no matter how dark it is, every day of our lives. The question for us every day is, are we heading toward that light in the distance? Are we continuing on our journey of conversion? If we've stumbled by the road, it's not too late to get up and start again. And if we're on the road, the light we see ahead, God's blessings of mercy and peace and righteousness and purity of heart, those blessings have already entered into our inner selves, into our hearts as they beckon us forward. Thanks for listening to Within the Walls of St. Paul's Sunday Homilies. Please be sure to like us on Facebook and consider supporting us by visiting stpaulsharvardsquare.org. That's stpaulsharvardsquare.org. God bless and see you next time.